Forge Radio, your university soundtrack. And we're up to Fratton Park where there's been a red card, but for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> have you not been watching? I haven't. <laughs> Hello and welcome to In Review, the satirical sports show which pits two pairs against each other over four fast-paced rounds. We're back for our second show uh, and joining us today is Harry, Ben, Gethin and Dave. Guys, how are we? Hello. I'm well, thank you. Really good, thanks. Very isolated in the corner over here. Yeah. Ted has kind of been yeah, separated from the rest sanctioned of us. away, yeah. That's fine. I, I like my own personal space. So, you know, I'm just going to stay over here. You guys do you. But we're looking forward to a great show, Tim. Should be good, should be good. So uh, we have changed it up a bit this year. We've got uh, two new rounds. Funniest sports moment of the week is now the first round. And now we have a marathon round. So we test your uh, sporting knowledge on individual clubs today. Or in Gethin's case, a country. Yeah. Club mentality. Yeah, club, club mentality. We're, we're still together. Yeah. Like Which country, Tim? It's amazing that, yeah. Is it just, Mauritius? Not yet, anyway. Not yet. So we'll start with uh, Tedder and Gethin. Uh, they are against Yay. Ben and Dave today. And we'll start with Tedder. What is your funniest sports moment of the week? Um, well, I took to social media and I had a quick little look. And it is Mr. Angelo Ogbonna, um, the West Ham central defender. So obviously, Slavin Bilic has been under pressure for what seems about 10 years now. Um, <laughs> so obviously, a lot of people are getting a bit aggy, getting on his back. Um, and uh, Ogbonna on Twitter, well, Instagram rather, he uh, liked a comment saying hashtag Billich out, which, you know, bit it's, suspect. it's a bit suspect. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, and so people obviously pulling him up on it. And he said, um, oh, it wasn't me. He says, uh, I liked West Ham post, not your comment, because your comment is stupid. My baby <laughs> was playing with the phone and he touched your comment. So don't be too much happy. <laughs> um, Did his baby also write that? <laughs> it's not yeah, like yeah. it. What I, what I really love about this story as well is that it's so difficult to... There's so many steps to liking an Instagram comment. Yeah, you've like, got a proper troll down. Yeah, like on Twitter, it's, small it's kind of possible, and I could kind of believe you it. You accidentally click but it, you find that. Yeah, because there are so Insta, many as you scroll down. Instagram is a big gap between the picture and the little heart button where you can like yeah. it. What's even worse? What if there was like a girl Ogbonna kind of liked, and he was like... 62 weeks deep on her Insta and his baby liked that. Yeah. That would be, that would be baby, a step beyond. His baby commented Billich out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the hashtag in there as well. You can imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. So quickly, before we go to get him, what do we make of the Billich scenario then anyway with West Ham? He's not very good. I don't know. Um, I, I don't mind him as a manager. He's straight shooting. Um, I think maybe he's a little bit out of his depth now. He started well with West Ham. He mm. sort of kept them steady in a rocky time during the stadium transition, but maybe they need to step forward, step on, I think. and, <laughs> you know, just... 
go that further. Their transfer policy has been yeah. abysmal as well. I Just sort of buying random strikers remember when and they then were binning linked... them after six months. They're like remember, a... they, remember when they were linked with like 27 strikers last summer and you've never heard of any of them? Vaguely. Oh, remember when they were linked <laughs> with Higuain? What a day that was. Well, they got Chicharito. They, they got... They're like a mid-level FIFA Ultimate Team Club or something. They just buy um, kind of names yeah. that they think they should, An but they don't. They're not like, trying to make a team. They're just trying to make an all-star. There was, a, there was a West Ham Twitter account who uh, put uh, saw the team for the, uh, for West Ham and then uh, put a ten-nil win incoming lads. Uh, it didn't go down well. He got about a thousand retweets, but all for the wrong reason, which is quite funny after their three-nil uh, obliteration uh, to Brighton. But uh, Gethin. Your funniest sports moment of yes, the week. Mate. Well, my one is also like a social media footballer story, mm-hmm. so that's very original. Um, but it's from a guy who's just generally got a very funny Twitter, in my opinion. It's Michi Bachwai. Don't know if I've pronounced his name wrong. The, he's Belgian, isn't he? The Belgian Chelsea striker. Um, he's always just got... He has a good laugh on Twitter. He... He just doesn't really care. He takes the mick out of himself. He's also not afraid to praise himself after he's had a good game. And that's exactly what he did on the weekend. When And I'm very sorry to bring this back up to you, a Watford fan, Dave. But when Watford were winning against Chelsea 2-1... Deservedly. They, they were playing excellent and they de- deserved something from this game. But Batshuayi comes off the bench at 2-1, scores two goals. They win 4-2. He's the hero. And Batshuayi knows this. He knows he's the hero. So probably before he'd even got changed in the change rooms, he goes straight onto Twitter and says, tweets, inform incoming though, which for those of you who play FIFA will know that that's a reference to an inform card which players get after they play well on the weekend. And I just love that sort of brashness, that boldness to say, yeah, I deserve that inform card. I smashed it. I'm great. It's very refreshing to see footballers in control of their own Twitter and not just spouting PR yeah, rubbish. Yeah, Nike or stuff. Because we've seen that with a lot of Man City's players this year. Uh, Mendy's definitely been one who mm. has done that. And I remember a few, uh, about a week ago, he uh, had uh, Edison and then a brick wall in the background and he got about 37,000 favourites. And I think a lot of fans do appreciate footballers having that kind of attitude to social media, fairly relaxed, taking the mickey out of uh, other, other players and actually... Uh, saying to their own teammates, we've done really well here, but doing it in a way which is, which is, uh, can't even think of the word now, but it, it's uh, adaptable and relevant. Banterous. Yeah, banterous. There you go. <laughs> Quite Richard <laughs> Keys there. There you oh, go. Dear. I think um, my my favourite part is that I don't actually believe he's doing it out of the good of his heart. I feel like there's a conspiracy here, Ooh, and okay. may- maybe he's being subsidised by FIFA they're just giving him a few gold packs every week to keep sort of mentioning oh. Ultimate Team you see the ones where he stands up with one of his Ultimate Team cards like the start Maybe of the season that's the only reason he scored yeah. this sponsored. yeah mm. was so that he could FIFA get an informed was in the game not the organisation maybe he was already in form Maybe he like they'd upgraded his stats before he came on the pitch. Just, maybe they turned the this. sliders up on FIFA. <laughs> oh, hold on, no, you can't do that in a real you game. Can't do that real oh, back oh well, it's a shame. Anyway, after the uh, break, we will have Ben and Dave's funniest sports moment of the week. But for now, it's Holy Mountain by Noel Gallagher. Enjoy. Woo.
the students. By the students, this is Ford Radio. Your university soundtrack. Welcome back to In Review. Before the break, we heard from uh, Harry and Gethin on their funniest sports moments of the week. Now we come to the other team today, (laughs) Ben and Dave, and we will start with Dave. What you got? My funniest sports moment of the week is uh, actually another social media football story. So surprise, surprise. Here we go. Third one in a row. And now a lot of people might have seen recently football clubs have started posting GIFs when players score. It started out as just a goal thing, then they individualised it with like goal, I don't know, Lacazette or goal, I don't know, Tom Cleverley or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Now it's gone a step further. See, when Ajax were winning 1-0 against Feyenoord at the weekend, uh, their keeper, uh, Andre Onana, saved a penalty. And then Ajax immediately posted a GIF where Anana walked up to the camera and he had his full keeper kit on and he had his keeper gloves on and he also had a pair of shades on and he walks up to the camera and he dips his shades in a cool little fashion like he should have been in Ocean's Eleven or something. Hmm. But as well as that, what really made it for me was in the background, they had like a blurred out sort of crime scene with police sirens going off and tape all across the back saying, Police line, do not cross. And I kind of want to know what went through the graphic designer's <laughs> mind. Whether he was just like, oh, this looks a bit dull. Let's put some scenes in the back. It's almost like one of them generic kind of, I don't know, drama things. or like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, from CSI or something I wonder like that. that the, 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 uh, the designer of the uh, social media pages at Ajax must have been told, think outside the box. Think outside, of, outside the box as much as possible. Do something that has never been seen on social media media before. And, and he, didn't he deliver? Yeah, didn't he, he deliver, did. yeah. The thing is, can he use it again? Is this a one-time use thing? That's or? the thing, because is I it too know. original to, to to reframe yeah, it and redesign it and reimagine it? Maybe next time he'll do something even like even better. Maybe like the Bond when he'll sort of walk across the camera and turn and point a gun at the camera. I'll tell um, you what, I'll tell you what. Violent. That, that will, the phrase, break the internet, I think that, that would... It was literally because he'd fire the gun at the screen and it would crack your computer. Like a virus. Can I just say, I've just watched this GIF and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I knew you'd say that. It's both simultaneously the greatest and worst. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. That's the exact cynical cynical opinion I expected. Is it as good as the Come to Pashiktas song, though? Well, nothing tops that. (laughs) Did anyone else just hear a really rude word in what Warner just said? No. No, let's just move on. If though. that's the case, we do apologise here. <laughs> sorry, on sorry, it's just the that confuses the little Welshman like me. Oh, Gethin, that's, that's <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, Ben, uh, funniest sports moment of the week. I've decided not to do social media and give everyone a break. Hey, wow, we you're go. eliminated. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is actually a football thing. And it's Victor like Lindelof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we it's, go. It's Victor Lindelof. Here, we, here we go, here we go. So, this weekend, yeah, Man yes. United played Huddersfield, yes. I believe. Yes. And I believe Lindelof was meant to head a high ball and misjudged it by quite a, mi- quite a bit and missed and conceded a goal. Yeah. It was quite funny for me. Yeah, as a City fan. So what happened was the Huddersfield keeper, uh, Lossil, uh, launched the ball uh, pretty 60, 70 yards in the air. It bounced over Lindelof's head. He didn't even try to attempt to jump for it. And uh, then... We find out Huddersfield in a flash go 2-0 up. And it's uh, from a United point of view, it's an absolute... 
absolutely diabolical goal to concede. Forget the Newcastle-Liverpool one. That's bad enough. I mean, that went through the Liverpool defenders. This is this th- this was worse. So are we um, are we five points clear now, Tim? Yeah, you are. But this isn't this That's is quite funny as this well. is a satirical Congratulations show. Congratulations on your not a October Premier League title. United, yeah. <laughs> the only teams that ever win in October. Historic stuff. In case nobody's realised yet, Ben Warner is a Manchester City fan, who which is why he's revelling in Manchester United's like, dismay right now. Anyway, uh, we've got to decide who wins the first round. And I think just on the sheer bit of going outside of the box, the Ajax, it has to be the Ajax. So David Anderson yeah, wins, doesn't it? has to be the Ajax. So Dave and Ben go 1-0 up after the break uh, we have our new round uh, marathon so we will test uh, each of your knowledge on your specialised club slash, slash country. country in this sense but for here it's How Long by Charlie Puth this is in review on Forge Radio Shit! 
listening to Forge Radio, your university soundtrack. Welcome back to In Review as we move into the second round, this round marathon. So we will test the quiz knowledge of the country slash club. And we'll start with uh, Ben. It's 1-0 to uh, Dave and Ben, by the way, just to say that. Uh, Start with Ben. Um, Manchester City. So has anyone got a stopwatch ready for a minute and a half? Justin Morgan has one. And I'll tally the correct answers. Here we go. This is... Ben's, he's been waiting for this for a week. I mean, I literally couldn't have waited less. Yeah. Anyway. Um, are we Counts ready? In, are we yeah. ready? Uh, ready and go. Who was the Manchester City skipper for the 2005-06 season? Stuart Pearce. Uh, Distan. In what, what year... Oh, oh yeah, skipper. Okay. Yeah, captain. Stop talking, pundit speak. In, in what year were Manchester City established? 1894 1887 in Not what year as Manchester were... City they weren't it, That's the answer I've got here In what year were the club formed? 1880 then 1887 He just asked this okay. This is the thing I've got here <laughs> Who scored the opening goal of the 3-1 victory over Manchester United at the City of Manchester Stadium in 2005-06 I don't know Sean Goldster Trevor Sinclair <laughs> For these first seven years uh, since establishment, Manchester City were not known as Manchester City. Who were? What were they known as? Ardwick. Yes. Where did the club first play their home games? Mm, it's not Hyde Road. It's, uh, I don't know. St Mark's. I don't know. Hinbank Lane. Uh, which team did Manchester City sign Greek player Giorgio Samaras from the January transfer window in 2006? I should know this. I don't. Move on. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, which of these historical managers has never managed Manchester City? Peter Reid, Alan Ball, John Bond or Brian Clough? Brian Clough. Correct. Who was the club's first manager in their history? Not a clue. Don't care. Laura, Laura That's Burnett. time. <laughs> that was the quiz. That was a grand That's the quiz I've got. Two marks. I feel like that origin of Man City one, maybe you might have got that a little bit wrong, Timothy. No, that's what I've got. Yes, but Tim, you said when were they founded? They were founded as Manchester City in 1894. They were founded as Ardwick in 87, and they were founded as St. Mark's West Gorton in 1880. That's what I've got here, but the two answers I had here in green on here said 1887. But But having said that, I will give you one because it was tough. So you got three. Right. Uh... Dave, uh, hello, hello. Wasn't tough. You were just wrong. Wasn't. It's what the quiz is on the internet. I've got it on the internet. It's a good. It's quiz. all good. It's all good. It's a good quiz. Anyway, what's my quiz, Tim? Uh, so Dave this has is the real to quiz. Uh, name the thirty-one Watford Premier League goal scorers. A point for Ooh. a goal scorer in a minute and a half. So a chance for the team to really galvanise together here and improve and increase, this could be big. increase the. So marks. are you going to tell me though. if they're right or wrong? Uh, I'll just yeah, yeah I'll just yeah go off the uh, okay. the list. Are you ready? A minute and a half starting from now. Okay, Hyder Helgeson. Uh, Tommy Mooney. Oh, am I am, am I yeah, getting these right, Tim? <laughs> Hyder Helgeson, Tommy Mooney, uh, Ashley Young. Yep. Uh, Hammer Boatza. Uh, uh, yes. Miguel Layun. Yep. Odin Agalo. Yep. Troy Deeney. Yep. Alman Abdi. Yep. Ben Watson. Yep. Nathan Ake. Ye- no. 
he has scored for us in the Premier League against Liverpool a couple of years ago. Um, oh, did he? Oh, Stefano Akaka. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of some more recent ones. Um, By the way, the Hel- Helgerson one was correct. Craig no. Cathcart. Yep. Uh, Miguel Britos. Yep. Um, like, not Norden Abrabat. He hasn't scored. Uh, come on. Who else have we got up front? You got this, Isaac this, Success. This season. Isaac Success. Yep. Uh, Tom Cleverley. Yeah. <laughs> scored the other yeah. week. That's a great goal. Other midfield. Roberto Pereira. Yep. Who else have Ten we got? seconds. Who else have we got? You scored against Chelsea. You scored against Chelsea. Ah, can he not think? Abdelay Decore, Etienne Capu. Yes, yes. Those are out of time, I'm afraid. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, but to be fair, he Tim didn't say time. He didn't say and time. And also, Tim spent the first 10 seconds not saying whether All right, yeah. right, fair enough. Okay, that's yeah. that another two then, is it? Okay, right. How many did right, he get there then? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. I feel so like that 21. round was a little bit easier for me than it was for Ben. Yeah, still 21 overall for Dave and Ben. Right, after the did break. Did you see Richarlison? Or no, Dini. You no. missed, you I missed. said Dini, oh, I think. Yeah. I was um, bound with Richarlison's shit. I found it well difficult. Like I, I tried to move on to the later ones immediately. Yeah, because but then... you started sort of the bottom right-hand side of the screen where it was like goals sort of two or three. Yeah. And then, yeah, Dini 20, Why didn't you just have them in like alphabetical order, Tim? Well, oh, this it's... isn't what it's like in here anyway. Anyway, after the break, uh, Harry and Gethin have a go at their uh, quizzes yeah, for the go. marathon round. Ready. But here is Wolf Alice for... Uh, Havenwood? Yeah. Heavenwood. Heavenwood, I believe. There you go, Heavenwood. This is In Review on Fools Radio.
with the latest news, highlights and events. Facebook.com slash Forge Radio. This is Forge Radio. Welcome back to In Review. Uh, we're in the second part of the marathon round and in all fairness, it feels a bit like a marathon this because we have to motor on here. Time is of the essence. So we're going to start with Gethin uh, yeah, for this one on Wales. So has anyone got a stopwatch? I have a... St- no, uh, Ben has a stopwatch. For I a minute and a half. Have a stopwatch. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. On Wales. Ready? Who is Wales' most capped player? Neville Southall. Correct. Uh, Wales last played in a major tournament at the World Cup in 1958. Well, that's not true. Well, no, at the World Cup. Yeah, well, yeah. They reached the quarterfinals after defeating which team in a, in a group playoff match? Oh, that's a good question. Was it mm, Hungary? Yes, correct. Uh, in 1958, eventual champions Brazil knocked Wales out. But who scored the decisive Pele. goal? Correct. It takes time to refresh this bottle. Uh, John Charles won 38 caps for Wales, which Italian side for whom... Juvent- is... Juventus. Yeah. Uh, which is the only Welsh football team to have won the English FA Cup. Uh, Cardiff City. Correct. Uh, Ryan Giggs was 17 years and 321 uh, days old when he made his Welsh international debut. But how old was he when he played his last international? Ooh, I'd say 31. 33. Uh, who is the youngest footballer to have ever played for Wales? Uh, that would be Harry Wilson. Correct. Uh, when Wales' current talisman Gareth Bell moved to Real Madrid for £86 million in 2013, he became the world's most expensive footballer. Who is the only other Welshman to have been able to claim this honour? Trevor Ford. Correct. 
Uh, which player, which Welsh player scored in both legs to win the Galatasaray, the 1996 Turkish Cup final? Dean Saunders. Correct. Uh, which Welsh striker is the only player to have scored a hat-trick in the Premier League, all three divisions of the Football League, the league? Uh, Robert Earnshaw. Correct. That just made it in, I think, didn't it? So yeah. that's yeah, 10 that's out of 11 there. The only one you got wrong was the Ryan Giggs one. That's, I'm very that's pleased That's very that. impressive. Thank you. Very impressive. Right. Are you sure it wasn't 9 out of 10? Because that 11th one, did you actually ask it? Uh, let's have a look. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it, I, it, I, it, I got it is 9 out of 10. 10. Yeah, no, that was no, incredible. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Uh, right. Tedder. Hello. <laughs> right. Stopwatch ready. Stopwatch is ready. On Ben's Ars- got the stopwatch. Arsenal ready. In 2011, which three Arsenal legends had statues unveiled at the new Emirates Stadium? Uh, Burkamp, uh, Adams, Henri. Chapman, Omri and Adams. Uh, what club did Mesut Ozil play for before joining Arsenal? Real Madrid. Correct. Uh, the first game at the new Emirates Stadium was which special match and which team did Arsenal play? It was Bergkamp's testimonial against AC Milan legends. You're close against Ajax. Ajax. Uh... In 1993, Arsenal became the first team to win the FA Cup and League Cup in the same season. Which team did they beat in both finals by the same 2-1 scoreline? FA Cup and League Cup. Yeah, 93. Uh, United. Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Number five, uh, which veteran defender signed for Arsenal for a second time in 2010? Uh, Sol Campbell. Uh, Correct. Which player uh, 92 caps and scored 26 goals for France and with a four-season spell at Arsenal won two Premier League titles and two FA Cups? Uh, Sylvain Wiltor. Correct. Which Arsenal player was given the nickname Baby Kanu? Nwanka Kanu. Uh, Adebayor. Oh. Uh, what team did Arsene Wenger manage before coming to Arsenal? Monaco. The Japanese one. Oh. Uh, Naganko Campus or whatever it was. You're close. Nagoya Grampus 8. Yeah. Uh, who holds the record for Arsenal appearances? Uh, David O'Leary. Correct. Which two Arsenal players won World Cup winners medals in 1998? Um, Henri Vieira. Uh, Petit and Vieira. What first uh, is... I'll finish I'll start it so I'll finish what first is Arsenal's 1927 match at Highbury against Sheffield United known for what first so um, it, a first time something happened at that match the first time they had shirt numbers the first time it's broadcast on radio that's a great shout match. though um, I'm just gonna quit there was like three questions there where we were, there were kind of two segments to the questions yeah. and each time Ted had got one half of it right yeah, for should example we get, the Burkamp testimony yeah. but should we give him half oh is that half mark yeah half or? a mark for each that's one mark in total there then yeah for three of them so it's one oh, by the half. way just uh, seen a message through the window there the Everton manager Ronald Koeman has been sacked Breaking news. He's gone. He's Breaking gone. news on in review. Get the yellow ticker down by the bottom of the screen yeah, here. Get Jim White deadline day with a, with a y- yellow. Koeman yeah. Kaput. <laughs> right. So what were the final scores there, uh, Gethin? 21 to Dave and Warner and 15 and a half to me and Tedder. Oh, Although I believe oh. that was a very valiant effort. Yeah, it was a very valiant effort. But yeah, considering mine was yeah, a lot easier in the sense I, I, I just I, had I, a I, list I, of yeah, names. But you, you know what for well. But that is 2-0 as we go into rant of the week. But now it's Unconditional by Nick Mulvey. Unconditional Venus by my side Unconditional No 
that you undress Irreplaceable The mark upon your lips The Venus light shining in your kiss Oh, come on It was right here all along What you're missing was never gone How did we do this for here? Pull me close and hold me near Yeah Unconditional Yeah Unconditional Yeah Unconditional Yeah Unconditional favorite shows at forge radio and keep up to date with live updates from the studio this is forge radio your university soundtrack there you go welcome back to uh, in review for the third round it is rant of the week we haven't got long so let's get on with it uh harry and Gethin, what you got? Yes, well, we are very angry at Gary Lineker. Very, very angry. Very angry, because he seems to have built up an agenda against poor old Karim Benzema. So, um, basically, what was the original tweet that he was criticising Benzema with? The original tweet. So, it would have been in the Champions League games in uh, midweek, where Mr Lineker tweeted, Is it me, or is Benzema a tad overrated? A goal every other game in a team as strong as Real Madrid is nada especial. Decent, not great. I'd love to know what his record for Barcelona was. It was probably something like a sure, goal every sure. other probably, game. Probably, yeah. He's probably good team. Yeah, I doubt his contribution but is anyway, anything near Benzema. Quite clearly is what, why he's doing this is because Harry Kane was playing in that game for Spurs and he seems to be very much pushing the fact that Kane is better ben, than Benzema. I'm not necessarily disagreeing yeah, with that, that fact. It's a, it's a fair point. I think it could be debated. But Benzema has spent, what, like 10 years at basically the best club in the world over yeah. that period. Yeah. And he's never been pushed out. How many new signings have been made? And he's always playing. And he just keeps on pushing it. Yesterday, Harry Kane scores again, he tweets. Thankfully, Zidane thinks Benzema's the best, so they won't be interested in, in poaching him. Let it go, it's mate. It's so petty. Petty. Oh. And I used to like old Lineker on Twitter, but yeah. he's lost he's lost it for me now. Yeah, and the annoying thing is, there's this... I don't know what it is. It... It's this Gary Lineker aura on Twitter where whatever he says seems to be right. People yes. take it as fact. Gospel. But he presents Match of the Day, so surely everything oh, he yeah. says is fact. Yeah. That's probably the reason behind it. So he's got his platform, hasn't he? So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it, that, that's partly the problem. Is he sensed the fact that he, he's all of a sudden become this <coughs> football and political, weirdly, yeah. sort of word truth speaker. And now he's like trying to say 
stuff that he yeah. probably really He'll either thinks. tweet like a stupid pun, which to be fair, some are all right, yeah. um, or some controversial opinion that's going to get him loads of retweets and numbers. Exactly. And it's like, this is exactly, I don't want to sound pretentious or anything, this is the kind of person who doesn't watch Real Madrid, doesn't know how Benzema yes. fits into the side, just looks at stats and says, actually, hmm, not good enough. It's obvious, and it's oh, it's, it's really a, it's, annoying. It's, yeah. it's a it's a clear clear argument. Uh, right, Ben and Dave. Uh, before we move got? on, can I point out that Lineker did not even get one every two games at Thank Barcelona? You. Well, there you go. It says a lot. There you really. go. Right. Uh, shall okay, I, shall Dave, I take the lead? With Dave this one? is taking the lead. I'll take the lead with this one. Only because um, only recently uh, a news news story is broken, which I think would make a very good rant of the week, and it's to do with the Celtic fan who attempted to kick Paris Saint-Germain's Mbappe the other week. And it's just turned out he's been fined by UEFA. Or the, in Good. fact, the club have been fined by UEFA. And I feel like this can lead on to a little bit of a wider, a wider discussion about football fans in general. Because over the weekend, I noticed in a few games, we had, for example, the Chelsea game. And Chelsea are awful for this. But the kind of mob mentality that comes with being in a football crowd. And obviously, we saw it with hooliganism and the 70s and that was horrific even now yeah it's it's the everton fan who ran down to the front of the stands with a baby in his arm and tried to punch um against leon in the europa league yes he's been been banned for life i believe he has been banned for life and And i wonder if his baby has as well that's a good question his baby was was involved he he, (laughs) might have been egging him on he probably was so the the whole idea of this is obviously uefa have fined celtic Eight thousand nine hundred pounds, which to Celtic is next to nothing. You think about the Pennies. amount of money yeah. that they yeah. get for selling a player. Uh, but what makes a fan who would probably not go near? I mean, he might have had a few drinks, like he might have had a few fair play. But <laughs> when you're in a football crowd, what makes you think that you can get away with running onto a pitch and kicking somebody who's all he's doing is doing his job? Fair enough. A few players might wind you up. But then we saw it with Chelsea at the weekend when a player runs over to take a corner or something. They'll be doing rude gestures and you get little kids like teenagers sort of waving their hands about rudely, making disgusting, obscene gestures towards footballers who are only trying to do their job just because they're in a big group and they think they can get away with it. It's a very... And then... Yeah. The the funny thing... Sorry, mate. The funny thing is then is that a footballer can do something pretty much harmless and gets vilified for it. Sort yeah. of like poking someone in the shoulder and he's a you got villain. T- you've got 10 seconds to round this up. But fans, I don't like you. So I think Is the fact it? that they've agreed with us it. means we must win. I've, I've got to they're, they're two very, very strong arguments, but I've got a dilemma here. One, two, go with the argument, or two, to make the show interesting and make it 2-1. And you know what? I've never done this in the history of the show before, but I'm going to go with the strength of the argument, which means it's going to be a 3-0 victory. That's but ridiculous. This is a joke. Goodbye. Well, out of the race. 3-0. 3-0. Bye, Anyway, after the break, the quickest defend the indefensible in the show's history. Uh, but now, uh, appropriate to Sheffield, all I need is some sunshine in my life. Enjoy. Say 
number one student union this is Ford Radio your university soundtrack welcome back to the final part of in review we have to be super quick here defend the indefensible currently uh, 3-0 to Dave and Ben so no way for uh, Gethin and Harry to get back but you never know consolation prizes Arsenal know a lot about that in football anyway uh, so uh, Dave uh, we're going to start with you uh, a few uh, pretty is it about a year ago now Paul Merson said that Marco Silva couldn't cut it in the uh, Premier League given the quality of the Greek lead and, uh, League and Olympiacos there. So your defend the indefensible, Dave, is that Paul Merson is the greatest pundit in world football. Okay, so immediately we know that Paul Merson was probably wrong. But the reason why I think he's the greatest pundit is because he has been Watford's greatest asset this season. Because by saying that Marco Silva was not cut out for the Premier League... He lowered everybody's expectations. There were plenty of clubs who wanted to sign Marco Marco Silva as their manager in the summer. But in the end, Watford did it. And that's probably because because of Paul Merson's comments. He thought, you know what? 
maybe I'm not cut out for a really good team. So maybe I'll just go to little old Watford. He turned up a little old Watford and then he made every club underestimate us this season. For example, Arsenal, who we won um, against last week in injury time. Uh, maybe also Chelsea to an extent, who we probably should have won, beaten at the weekend, but didn't quite manage it. And all the other clubs like Southampton and Bournemouth, who we've already beaten this season. Because of that, obviously it all comes down to Paul Merson. I think that he is absolutely brilliant. But more so than any of this, more so than the Watford link, I think he's fantastic because the way he calls Leray Sane bacon because it sounds like bacon Sane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's me finished. You cannot d- deny that. Right, Ben, uh, as part of Full Cheer, we have an intramural football team. Uh, we had our first league match this weekend, uh, sorry, last week, in which we lost 13-2. You were in goal for that match. Your defending defensible is that Ben Warner should be in goal for every single Forge match this year. Off you go. Right, well, first of all, okay, it wasn't a great result on uh, on Friday. We'll all admit that. Any of us who were there, Gethin was there. No one else was was there. there. So Gethin will be able to agree with me on this. We weren't that bad. We looked all right as a team. Okay, we conceded a few goals. A few. 13. That's a few. But equally, without without me in net, we we could have conceded 20 or 25. Without me marshalling the defence like Edison, without my cat-like instincts, without my lightning-fast distribution, we would be even more bottom than we are now. And frankly, I think that's why I am justified in saying I should be first choice and not you, Tim. At least we didn't have Lindelof in goal, am I right? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to go to a song from that. All uh, right, uh, Harry and uh, Gethin, you'll defend the indefensibles come up after this break, but uh, now is Royal Highness by Tom Grennan. Enjoy. Be my getaway car Come be the new string on my broken guitar Be the person gotta take it out one step too far Whoa. All this time now I've been cloaking your eyes I've been thinking you got everything I like You're acting like you wanna show me if I'm right If you're feeling what I'm feeling You'll be my royal Temple be the start of a fire Be the one that's not my usual time Let me see you're not a trick of the light Don't be shy
sister In the calm alone Without you knowing It's like finding a needle in the haystack In the calm alone Without you knowing It's like finding a needle in the haystack In the calm alone Without you knowing It's like finding a needle in the haystack You be my royal highness queen live 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. This is Forge Radio. Welcome back to In Review for the last segment of the show. Uh, currently 3-0 to Dave and Ben. Can Gethin and Harry get a consolation prize? We're going to start with Harry in this one. Uh, pretty uh, the most passionate person I know in our year on Italian football. That's uh, isn't saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Does saying, anyone else watch uh, it? That's what's saying a lot. But, uh, it's football in Italy. Manchester City recently <laughs> played Napoli uh, in the Champions League. Napoli fans, uh, I think they brought 5,000 across to Manchester. 2,000 got into the stadium. Uh, I went to Naples in the summer uh, for a holiday, and the fans there are incredibly passionate. So, Harry, you're defending Defensible today that the English fans across uh, the country are more passionate than those of the Italians? Uh, it's starkingly obvious. I mean, first of all, hooliganism. Roots in English football. Proper fans. Proper passion. <laughs> Italy. Their right-wing extremists just looked at our hooligans and said, we want to be them. So they just stole the idea off us. Flares, because they can't make noises with their voice boxes and make a scene. You know, we've got men... Um, and they always seem to focus on grandmas in the crowd as well to show that like the whole family is involved in football. We don't need to do that. We don't need to. Do it's just a show. It's just a show in Italy, just to make themselves look like passionate fans, and it's ridiculous. Do they ever bring their babies down to the front to punch players? <laughs> exactly. I think not. Yeah, we've got that as well. Thank and, you, Dave. And they stole the whole flair idea from us, didn't they? From Cortina's gigs and Stone Roses ones. Oh, really? That's where the flares came from. That as well with fire. And Kasabian yeah. as well. Yeah, so I, I agree with you there, Harry. Yeah, they're just right-wing granny They're ripping merchants. us off. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what, this is a first, but... I don't even think we should do Gethins because... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. All right, cheers then. Whoa. I'll see you that later. Was, that was so good. I think you automatically win the points anyway. There's that no... was so good that Gethin, no matter how good you are, you could not beat it. Can we hear Gethins just in case it's that oh, yeah. bad yeah, that it detracts no, away from it? Yeah, in 30 oh. seconds, that Forge will win because he did score twice for Forge uh, in the last match, the 13-2 loss, but that Forge will win the league this year. 30 seconds. Listen, mate, we might have lost the... 13-2 on, on the other week but it doesn't matter we're just giving other teams a head start because we've got so much ability we've got Ben Warren and Gold diving across like a lunatic we've got Gethin Morgan the Welsh seconds. wonder kid who scored 100% of Forge's goals this year and I'll continue to do that by scoring 20 goals a game and he's scored and I'll along with David Anderson <laughs> march Forge FC to the title and we will be glorious 
forever. And I'll be a passionate right-wing fan. <laughs> there we go. Right, that's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, what well on, Harry. Great argument there. Thank so you. you won the last one. We win so, four so, points. So, overall, that. Dave and Ben win 3-1. That's the end of In Review. The podcast will be out on SoundCloud pretty tonight. Uh, there'll be a link in the Twitter and Facebook. But for now, I've been Tim Adams. Thanks to Harry, Ben, Thank you Dave, for having me. And Gethin. For now, Thank until you. next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.